0: how will you get help if you are afraid to bring to the surface some of the pain that you've gone through that was such a gut punch question um but it is also really the uh, the key of of healing and recovery
1: oh yes so get it out there heal heal yourself yeah by yeah. just getting it out there that's it because you're healing and you're using or serving others with the experiences that you've got by giving them some tools and some tips of how did you get here? How did you get from desperation and hopelessness to here? Yes, I'm a doctor of nursing practice today. Yes, I have bull publishing. Yes, I'm in Forbes magazine and all these different wonderful platforms to share my message. But if I didn't decide to share my story, yeah. to distribute my book around yeah. the world or to give people the tips and the tools that I've learned, then I it, it would be all it, be in vain. Yeah. So, you know, I'm all of those things because I'm standing on my story today. So I didn't beautiful. sit down and hide or I didn't, you know, run and hide and say, oh, look at me. I'm a victim. Yeah. No, I say I'm victorious.
0: Victorious. Despite <laughs> those
1: things that I've gone through here I am today, yeah. standing on my story yeah, with confidence story. and realizing that I'm giving life and giving hope and inspiration to others.
0: This is Life Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to this episode of Life Talk Radio. I am your host, Dana LeBlanc and today is going to be an outstanding episode for a couple of reasons because we have a fantastic guest that I'm going to introduce here in just a moment but also we have some amazing amazing content I want you to really lean in and pay attention to what we're talking about today because it's going to help you and it's going to bring value to your life so today uh, I am super super excited I'm over the top excited because life Talk radio is in New York, guys. That's right, we are in New York. Well, <laughs> we're not physically in New York, but my guest today is all the way in New York, and I'm going to introduce her in just a moment. But first, I want to say that if Life Talk Radio is adding valuable structure or valuable strategies to your life, we want to hear about that because at the end of the day, it's really about our listeners, it's always about you, and we want to bring you content that is going to be useful. And that's going to be edifying and that's going to be challenging to help you get to the next level of your life. So we are in the house with Dr. Denise Nicholson. I am so glad that you are here, sis. Say hello to everybody.
1: Hello, everyone. I am so glad to be here. Thank
0: you for having me, Dana. Oh, you're so welcome. I cannot believe that we got someone of her caliber uh, to be on the show. She is outstanding. Um, I I just want to read a couple things about Denise before we get started, because her um, experience and her um, approach uh, to... Uh, life is so refreshing, and it's so beautiful, and uh, we're going to talk about that here uh, later in the show, but Dr. Denise Nicholson is a wife of 26 years. She is a mother. She's a grandmother, but check this out, guys. She is a world-renowned TED. Ex-speaker. She's also Amazon's number one bestseller from Jamaica. Denise has also partnered with Forbes Council magazine to tackle topics like mental health and wealth for men and women and business. She's also the host of her very own podcast titled Bolt Book of the Day, where she features up-and-coming authors and provides them with a global platform to release their own books. But not only that, she is also an author. We said she's number one author. She just recently released, uh, released her uh, own personal book. <clears throat> Excuse me, when uh, Selah, when mommy left for foreign. Denise, it's so good to have you on the show.
1: I'm happy to be here. It (laughs) sounds like a total different person that you're speaking of when I'm listening (laughs) in.
0: No, it's all you, Sitz. It's all you. I tell you, you know, ever since I met you and we've had the pleasure of knowing each other now for less than a year, it's been maybe six months, but uh, this this lady, this woman um, has been really inspirational in my life, uh, in the goals that I want to uh, accomplish and And showing how that you can leverage your story. And today we're talking about leveraging your personal story for success. And she is a master at that. She has a philosophy that is remarkable. And she, uh, uh, is, is showing people how to be successful and how to stand on your personal story. And Denise, before we uh, really dive into that, why don't you just kind of start us from the beginning of, of, uh, you know, your journey. Let's, let's hear about that.
1: Oh my goodness. The beginning. Okay. I love to share my story (laughs) and starting at the beginning. It's, you know, it's a good contrast from where I started and where I am today. Yeah. When I was three years old, my mother, who had the foresight of standing up for opportunity and grasping opportunity when you get it. And that's another thing I want to always put out there, that when you get an opportunity, go for it. Yeah. Don't try to... See if everything lines up, just make Uh, that move as quickly as possible, make that decision to to take that opportunity. So anyway, my mother decided to take that opportunity and the opportunity was for her to go to the United States. And it was a big deal at the time. Many young people were taking the opportunity to Uh, go abroad. We're from Jamaica, West Indies. And at the time, it was really tough. So my mother wanted more opportunities for her and her children. And so she left me and my siblings. It was five of us. And she left and went to foreign. And I was now Just, just old, to so clarify, so I, because,
0: uh, because yes. a lot of the listeners that are, uh, are, are watching today, uh, you say foreign and they're not really um, sure of what foreign is. Can you tell us what, what did you mean by foreign? And is that kind of something that's native uh, to where uh, you are from?
1: So, foreign is just the word foreign, like a foreign country. Like a, a foreign, foreign country. <laughs> yeah.
0: Okay. So, okay.
1: for us in Jamaica, we say foreign. Okay. It's still the same meaning, a foreign country or a foreign land. Yeah. So, my mom left for foreign. <laughs> <laughs> and so, I was three years old. I didn't quite understand that she was going to be gone for a long time i'm used to having my mother around and so when i didn't see her i started to worry where's my mother what's going on when is she coming back of course and yeah it felt really i can remember even now i was always looking through the window to see her come back it felt really bad wow something happened and i wasn't quite sure so i started asking the adults around me yeah what's going on and i asked my dad Daddy, where's mommy? And he told me, mommy soon come. She's gone to foreign. She soon come.
0: She soon come. You know, I that's that's so. Um, <clears throat> it's actually thought provoking because you're three years old and the anchor in your life. I mean, you know, most of the time, yeah, we have a relationship with both our moms and dads. Uh, sometimes we're, you know, daddy's, uh, kids or sometimes we're mommy's kids, but, uh, the anchor of your life left you at the age of three years old. I can't even imagine, um, the responsibility and, the whirlwind or the the tailspin that that put you in as a child uh, and then been being told that she's going to come soon um, and she doesn't show up. I can't only I can only imagine what that must have been for you.
1: It felt devastating. So if anyone has ever had anyone listening has ever had something taken away Mm -hmm. from you or Mm -hmm. maybe a, a loved one just remove from your life so quickly even if you weren't young yeah. that same feeling that you get of abandonment or oh my goodness something is not finished right. that's how i felt at 3 years old yeah. so i just kept looking for her i looked around for her everywhere and we yeah. used to play hide and seek yeah. a lot and so i used to look for her as if we were playing uh, that game and i couldn't find her yeah I was looking Everywhere under the bed, we had a big cl- uh closet, they call it a wardrobe. Yeah. And I looked in the wardrobe several times, I looked every single where I thought she would hide, wow. and I just couldn't find her. Oh, so I'm sorry yeah. to hear that, it was devastating, pretty yeah. like devastating for yeah. me.
0: Okay so let's continue that journey because uh, you're, you're three years old, um, you have siblings, uh, you have family around you but again, uh, one of the most important people of your life uh, it, it, she left and you're three years old. Uh, is there anything else that happened in that in that time of your life that um, really added to the the weight uh, of, of her absence?
1: One of the most significant thing that happened, During that time was approximately six weeks later, my father died. He was in a car accident and he died. And so a number of things happened. My father left. Mm. My father um, died. And then I remember being molested. And I also remember my great grandmother, which is my grandfather's mother. Mm. She came and she said, you know what? I'm going to take her to live with me. Yeah. I don't know why my great-grandmother decided to choose me, but choosing me to come and live with her or to go and live with her was one of the best things that could have ever happened to
0: me yeah yeah can I just talk about that just for a moment I mean gosh you you're a three-year-old child uh, you don't have the capacity to uh, deal with very adult uh, situations and emotions that you're dealing with and you know you and I have talked about this before that um, you know that age between the ages of one and five are such formative years uh, for for people and a lot of times what we are dealing with uh, as adults really do it does it stems from experiences that we've had when we were a child that we didn't know how to reconcile uh, in our thoughts and in our emotions. And um, we begin to develop these uh, these traits and these mindsets as children that really do, be, they just expand. The older that we get, the deeper that they go. And so here you are, you're three years old, your uh, mother has left uh, for, uh, for the States, and then your father is killed in a car wreck. Six weeks later, you're dealing with a lot of heavy stuff.
1: Yes. Uh, a lot of stuff and compounding that issue. I was molested. And I remember oh, I was very young when, when this happened and I remember it like it was yesterday. And I confirmed the age because I spoke to one of my aunt who I told her the scene and the scenario of what mm-hmm. happened. And she was like, Oh my goodness. I remember oh. you were so young. You were a baby. Yeah. And so compounding the issue was that i had this negative thing that happened to me Mm. and so i started to tell myself a lot of negative things and i don't know if i knew they were negative i just thought they were real for me right being that okay i don't have a i don't have any parents and i went to live with my great-grandmother and spend maybe a year with her and yeah. then move to another home, then move to another home, then move to another home. And by the time I was six years old, I lived in six different homes. Wow.
0: Six so years old, those, six different homes. So wow. I started
1: to tell myself, nobody wants me. Yeah, Nobody loves me. I have no parents, no mother, and nobody cares. Wow. And those things I repeated. And one of the things that I've learned while I'm healing or on my healing journey, yeah. I feel like healing is continuous, but I feel very healed also. Mm. And a part of while I'm healing, I realize that negative thoughts really either make you or break you. Yeah, it is the most powerful thing on earth. Right, and the you know it is the most powerful thing on earth. Negative thoughts, and it is also the most powerful powerful thing that you can go through to change your life right so it, it can either make you very broken Mm-hmm. Or give you the strength to be the most powerful person you want to be.
0: Right, and you know what that is. You said powerful. It is very powerful. It's strong because really your philosophy is um, uh, is is finding or helping others find the ability. And you've done this yourself. But uh, finding the ability to stand on your story, both good and bad, because it does it shapes you. And when you are are when you're able to get to that place of health and healing, um, you're able to look back and say you know what? Maybe I would have changed some things. Maybe I wouldn't have changed some things, but it's the things that I faced and the things, the challenges that I went through that helped me to be the whole person that I am today. And you have really done that. One of the things that I'm really uh, admired uh, uh, of you of is that your uh, ability to embrace your story, every part of your story, would you say that that has been uh, one of the uh, the keys uh, to to your healing process is really embracing all of it.
1: Yes, I would con- attribute the 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 fact that I started to share my story, or the p- fact that I started to embrace my story, as one of the most important healing aspects of my life. I remember that I thought I was the only person that bad things happened to. I was the right. only one that didn't have both parents. Because even though I had, there were a lot of children in my school that had their parents, one of the family members in foreign, they either had a father or a mother. Right. So I still thought that I'm the only one with no parents. Right. And so, you know, embracing the fact that I had great people to take care of me eventually i did you know helped me right and telling myself positive things helped me yeah. also putting myself in position to to grow and to heal that's what's the big difference because i couldn't have decided to to embrace my story if i wasn't in the rooms that shared with me how uh. important Every aspect of my life, yeah. everything that I've been through, yeah. everything is important because it all works for your good, especially if you are going through the process of healing. If you believe that there's something bigger for you to do or there's a bigger purpose for your for life, sure. then you will take the steps that you need to heal because bad things happen. And the things that happen to me, yes, they are bad, but there's so many people that have gone to worst yeah. and so you know embrace what you can take yeah. the good and stand on your story.
0: You know what? That's that's so beautiful. And I'm going to tell you why. Because, you know, oftentimes, yes, you know, we all do. We go through things or we experience things, should I say. And some of those things are are, are, are terrible. They're detrimental. They are uh, hurtful. Um, but the thing that I have found, and you let me know if you agree with this. Um, there is always beauty in the ashes, somewhere in the ashes, somewhere in the garden, in the garden of weeds and alliance, There is always a, a, a rose or a flower that we can find, even in those tough times. There is things that that happen, and so my point is this: is I believe what I hear you say is that yes, you had these uh, uh, these, um, these these horrific things happen to you. Uh, you were molested. Your your mother left you when you were three years old. Your father dies uh, tragically in a car wreck when you're three years old. But there were people around you that helped you see uh, the beauty and the normalities of life, of love, communication, community. Uh, is that what I'm hearing you say?
1: Yes. You know, it's so, it's so important to embrace the people in the community because I was tragically, you know, taken, well, not tragically, but I was going from home to home to home. And, yeah. I, th- and I don't want to say tragically because I went to family, different family members' homes. But every time I went to different family members' home, even though they were giving me their best and, yeah. and, and sharing everything with me, I still felt inside deeply abandoned. Yeah. And so whatever you're going through, no matter what's going on with you, you may have been feeling really embarrassed. You may be feeling... Um, sad. You may be feeling regret. You may be feeling shame because of what your experience is. Right. But whatever you've gone through, if you learn to talk to someone about it, just get it outside of you so that right. you can hear what it sounds like. Right. Just to say what it is that's ruminating in your head. Right. Just share those stories because sharing your story is a a path to healing yeah. and it doesn't matter who you share it with in the beginning of course i'm going to recommend that you start you know going through different getting therapy yeah. because there are yeah. tips and tools that we can get from a professional that a layperson yeah. would not be able to give us to help us Absolutely. but beginning to share your story is the path of the beginning of he- the healing path yeah so i started to share my story and when i started to share my story i realized that oh my goodness I'm not the only person that this thing has happened to. Right. I'm not the only person that lost a parent. I'm not right. the only person that mother left. I'm not the only person that's been molested. I'm not the only person that trauma happens to. Right. And so when I listen to other people, I realize, oh my goodness, some people have it far worse than me. Hmm. And I'm grateful you know that I'm able to speak with them and give them some light and give them some hope
0: yeah and there's there's a progression there so you know you what you're saying is you know connecting with your story uh, is is one of the foundational things uh, of of your healing process. But it's funny because, and it's not funny; it's just kind of a term that I, I'm I'm using. But it's powerful how that when you are able to uh, connect with your story and be, and heal from your story and tell your story, other people begin to heal in their in their in their circumstances as well. And so it really is giving back. You know, there's a there's a powerful scripture, uh, uh, in the Bible that says that once you are strengthened, then you reach back and you strengthen your brother. Right. And that's kind of that. That's, that's, that, uh, that's that definition is, you know, finding, um, uh, the, uh, the ability to, to share your story, talk about your story, get it out because it's, there's value in the story, but more than the value, there's your healing properties by sharing and talking about your story.
1: Oh, yes. They're, they're, the, science has proven that they're yeah. healing properties yeah. Yeah. in sharing your story. I read an article recently about how soldiers who were telling their story just started to share their story. Mm. They had problems sleeping and different you know, post traumatic stress dis- disorders. Yeah, and after sharing their story, even people that are soldiers that have shared their story, after the first time, were able to go home and report back a good night's sleep.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So
1: sharing your story does have healing
0: properties. That's so awesome. That's so awesome. So let's 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 progress a little bit. Uh uh because you know like I said we you know there's always beauty uh even among the ashes there's beauty there, there's beautiful things and one of the things that you've talked about that I've heard you talk about that's in your book even uh is the experience that you had with your grandmother and your great grandmother after the loss of your parents. And and man, for me, um, hearing those stories, Denise, uh, it just warmed my heart uh, and it saw uh, I saw the, the, the grace and the mercy of God uh, in your life through those Why don't you talk about your, your grandmother just for a moment. And then we're going to talk about your great grandmother, uh, grandmother Diddy, who I, I feel like I know <laughs> and I adore. And I, but I want you to talk about that experience just for a moment, because it's important for the listeners uh, to, to see that there is always a beautiful place, even in the ugly places.
1: Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Uh, my Hi. grandmother, my mother's mother, and my, uh, my father's mother, they were really great support, great help. Yeah. When my yeah. mother left, she left me with her mother and father. And my grandmother, she's an entrepreneur. Yeah. She had one of the best bakeries Ooh. in the town. <laughs> she had um, a business that, you know, kept helping the community. She had all kinds of um, ground provisions that she sold and right. gave away. Right, And she was a wonderful you know, role model. Yeah. That's my grandmother. Yeah. And I love yeah. her, love her, love her dearly. And then I had my great-grandmother who came and said, okay, you're struggling. And this was probably maybe a year after my father died, my great-grandmother said, you know, she shared with my grandmother that it looks like she's struggling with all these children around she'll take one and that was me yeah and i went to live yeah. with diddy which is my great-grandmother she's just amazing she's super kind <laughs> yeah a disciplinarian <laughs> she talks about the to have faith and to be strong in my faith yeah and to yeah. you know to love people and to to be to, just to be very kind yeah she's a yeah. wonderful yeah. wonderful uh, role model, my great-grandmother, Diddy. Yeah. And Be, the before you go, there, before I I remember, you go there, before you go there, before you go
0: there, I, I want to talk about the experience, though, um, uh, with your grandmother um, because um, you ha- you said some things uh, in one of your podcasts that I, that I just it was like, <laughs> it melted my heart. Um, but I want to give some context to it. Um, so when your grandmother, your mother's mom, uh, came to or you went to live with her, uh, talk about that experience. How many people were there in the home? Um, and talk about kind of the the environment that was there and then let's lead up to you going with your grandma, grandmother Diddy uh, because there's a contrast there, right? And that contrast has really played uh, a pivotal role uh, in your life. So kind of talk about, you know, what it was like to live with your grandmother first.
1: So when my mother left, she left her five children with her parents, her mother and father. Yeah, And I'm one of the five. When yeah. my mother left, she also left with a sister, and that sister had seven children. Oh, those children were also left in the same home. With my grandmother. Aye. so it was those <laughs> children, and then and then I had another aunt who had died. I think maybe a year before, she, Auntie Lam was in a uh, had a stroke or something. I yeah. remember I was very young, but I was I saw it happening, so I remember. Oh. So then those children also, all of us, almost. Ten children lived in one house, wow. and you know we all. They, the big ones, helped to take care of the younger ones, mm. and they all had different roles to play mm-hmm. and responsibilities in the home. And so, it was a busy home. Then my great grandmother Diddy came and said, "You know what? This is a lot. I'll take one, <laughs> which was me." Now I left that busy home. You
0: won the lo- you won the family example. lottery. <laughs> <laughs>
1: To live with my great grandmother, Diddy. Now it was just the two of us. Yeah, I, I left that, you know, home of just constant communication and constant movement, and like an orchestra. Very different, but it's it was it, it was you know a lot of people, but it was still. Very loud. Yeah. Very yeah, rich. Yeah. I don't want to use the word loud because it was very rich. <laughs> and so then I <laughs> went to Would chaotic be live- a
0: good word to use?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Which one? Chaotic. <laughs> chaotic. <laughs> I agree with that. And so then I went to live with my great grandmother Diddy and it was just the two
0: of us. Yeah. And And you know what? You said, you said this and I'm sorry if I keep cutting you off, but (laughs) I, I, there's so many things that I want to tag in on that, that you've experienced. Uh, And so uh, one of the things that you said uh, that you felt when you went to live with your great grandmother Diddy uh, is that when you got there, it was just you and her. And one of the things that you remember most is that you felt heard your voice had a voice
1: yes so even for simple decisions in my big house in when, when i lived with my grandmother with all the children breakfast is served you go and have breakfast and right. then you move on to whatever is next right in this house it was what do you want for breakfast uh. <laughs>
0: And you're probably thinking, Oh my gosh, I, I have, I have a choice.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> she wants yeah. to know.
1: And this was very touching and I didn't realize how touching it was until way later. Yeah, She would ask me yeah. what you wanted for breakfast and, and what you want for dinner and whatever she, I had a voice.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: She spent time finding out what was important to me. Yeah. And that was really, really, really great. Those things helped me to be the woman I am today.
0: That's so beautiful. You know,
1: even having the kind of conversations with my own grandchildren to find out what's important to them. Yeah. What well, what do yeah. you want? Right. And seeing how I can facilitate them to achieve their goals. Right. So that that's just one of the best things that happened to me. And that's also what I wanna point out. Even though I had lost my parents and lost the lottery from living it with my bunch of cousins and my siblings, yeah. I went into a home that curated love. Oh,
0: that's beautiful. And
1: support. That's beautiful. And- that your voice is important.
0: Yeah. You know what? You had an, you had an experience that you talk about in your book, uh, Selah, When Mommy Left for Foreign. uh, And we're going to talk about that book here in just a moment. But you had an experience that I thought was so beautiful and so worth hearing. Uh, And you talked about this dress that you're, that you had there at at your grandma Diddy's house and something happened to that dress. I want you to talk about that a little bit. And because there's, there's a couple of really strong life lessons uh in that story um that i believe that you are still um uh benefiting and and uh using uh those life lessons even still today talk about that story about the dress
1: oh my goodness so i love clothes and i have a very <laughs> a very strong relationship with 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 um fashion and I, and that started when I was very young. Yeah. So when I was leaving my grandmother's home to go to great-grandmother's home, I brought my favorite dress. And it was kind of getting tight. But I wore it almost every day. I yeah. wore it as long as I could, as often <laughs> as I could. And I remember we lived in this yard, and it had mango trees. And I could climb the mango trees. But I couldn't, I wasn't allowed to go too far, far up in the tree. Right. Because I was I was young. I was like, I think I was about four and a half by the time I went to live it, but at this time when this happened. Right. And so I'm climbing the mango tree. There's a really nice yellowish with orange juicy mango up in the tree. And I see it and it looks like it's close. But the further I go up in the tree, the further <laughs> I see that it is. Yeah. Anyway, I got the mango. And as I'm coming down from that mango tree, I hear my grandmother calling out for me. Here my great-grandmother comes. calling out for me. <laughs> and it startled me, and I slipped and fell out the tree, bust right. my head open, blood everywhere, especially on my dress. Wow. And Your my favorite dress. And Your she, favorite dress. My favorite dress. <laughs> and she, my great-grandmother comes, and she picks me up, she cleans me up. Um, she said, your mango is safe, it's it's good, your mango is safe. And I'm still crying. She stopped the blood, and I'm still crying. And she said, you know, let me help you change your dress and and get cleaned up. And even after cleaning up, I was still crying. She said, why are you still crying? You saved your mango, you're okay, why are you still crying? And I said, look at my dress. I ruined my favorite oh. dress. <laughs> and she said, If you didn't don't ruin your favorite dress, how are you gonna get a new hmm. one??
0: That's, you know what I'm telling you. that's that story is so, uh, so powerful and people can connect with it. I love, you know, the, 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 the example or the the messages that I, I got from that personally is, you know, the things that we reach for in life, sometimes they seem like they're so far out of reach, but you really have to have it within yourself to climb, climb, climb. It doesn't matter how high it is. You reach for that goal and you had a goal with that mango <laughs> and you fail. And sometimes we do, we, we, we fall and we fail, um, you know, when reaching our goals. But you, 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 you tried, right? You tried, and then another thing that you talked about is, you know, that you were so connected to that dress, and your grandmother said to you, "How are you going to get a new dress if you don't mess up this dress?" And sometimes, man, in life we really got to let go of the things that we're so attached to in order to make room for more that God has for us or that life has for us, man. That's so powerful. Denise.
1: Yes. Because we try to hold on to the things that we know that feels safe. Right. Even when, you know, it's not quite working out, that dress was tight. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) For a long time. So even when things are not quite working out, we try to hold on to it because that's all you know. Right. But if you just let go, God right. has more for you and right. will multiply your blessings and give you bigger and better things. Right,
0: right. Yeah, you know, it's there's there's a principle behind that. You know, you out with the old and in with the new. Uh and sometimes, yeah, you know, life is like, you know, let it go. God's like let it go. Uh, and we can't we can't move to the next thing because we we are we're, we're stuck in an experience, we're stuck uh in, in our past, and we cannot progress in life because of those very reasons. And so you learned through through... through that of how to relinquish uh, certain things. Um, Before we move into um, some more of your uh, experience and what you're doing today, talk a little bit more about your story. And so now catch us up to, uh, you're now a young lady, right? And you've had the opportunity to come to Farn yourself. Talk about that before uh, we move on.
1: So I was thirteen years old and I got a telegram that my mother is now past. She died she mm. was in a car accident mm. and she 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 died immediately. Mm. <clears throat> and so the in the telegram it was just telling us that my mother passed and my aunt said, you know, you guys can go to your mother's funeral. This has been a long I was thirteen years old. My mother left when I was three. This has wow. been ten years since wow. I haven't seen my mother. Wow. And the last letter I had from her was me writing her a long, I think six-page letter hmm. just to say, you know, I'm disappointed you didn't do right. this. Look how many years and right. just complaining and complaining and right. complaining, not not seeing that she is doing her best and acknowledging her for trying and all the hard work that she was doing. I was just complaining and complaining and complaining.
2: Yeah. And
1: that really hit me hard when I found out that she died because I was like, goodness gracious, the last letter. I'm so sorry. The last communication was of me complaining. But I also received a wonderful letter from her right before she passed.
0: Oh, beautiful.
1: Addressing the things that I addressed in that letter. And one of them was to read my Bible and remember to honor my parents. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Because
1: it's a commandment of God. And so anyway... I got the opportunity to come here through her death. I came here to come to her funeral. When I arrived in the United States, I met a friend. Her name is Teresa Robinson. We lived on Mount Vernon and 9th Avenue. And she had just graduated from high school. And she came to give her condolences and to say welcome to America. Right. And she was telling me about her graduation and that she had lost her mom, but she was still able to go to school and she wished that, the same for me for me to get an education and so on and i was like how did you afford going to high school and you said you you know your mother passed and she said it's high school it's not college it's, it's just high school and yeah. i was like what do you mean because where i'm from you have to pay to go to high school wow and she said oh no in america you don't have to pay to go to high school you just wow. matriculate from wow. eighth grade move on to ninth grade and that's high school I was like, really? I said, okay. Well, I'm not wow. going back to Jamaica. I'm going to high school because we're in Jamaica. I couldn't afford to get a, an education, a high school education, and, and a lot of the f- different reasons why I wasn't in high school. I was going to a secondary school, which is yeah. not. It's a. I don't think it's a comprehensive as. Um, as yeah, I don't know anyway because I didn't go to school, high school in Jamaica, but I know. It wasn't looked at as an equal education. Right. The high school.
2: Right. Right. And
1: so I wanted my heart was to get a great education. And so I said, oh, my goodness, this is a great opportunity. I'm not letting this pass. Right. And I had the conversation with my grandmother and told her grandma, I'm not going back to Jamaica. I wow. I really want to stay and go to high school because it's free here.
0: Yeah. That's uh, that's awesome. Uh, is, is it still that way in Jamaica today that you have to pay for high school? yes sir okay wow wow i I, you know i did not know that that's something new uh for me (laughs) new information you know we we, we take for granted uh the things that we have in this country uh education is one of them that is most readily available um, and you know, gosh, if we could really understand, uh, the, uh, the blessings that we have as being, uh, us citizens or having the ability to be here, work here, go to school here. It, it really is, um, you know, it's, it's a blessing, but we do take it for granted.
1: Yes. I, I believe that you can get. Uh, high school education in Jamaica, but the quality of education will not be the same as right, if you were to pay right, right. For, uh, for school. So okay. yes, I I am not quite sure about um, how it you know how it's structured now, but I do know that you when I was going, you had to pay. Right, and I, we
0: couldn't afford it. Right, okay. So so now so now you're you're attending high school. Um, Catch us up to. Uh, you know, what uh, your experiences were. Talk a little bit about, you know, your adulthood and how the things that you experienced uh, in your childhood, really it shaped you as an adult. Uh, And when you started having your own children and then kind of talk about how you transitioned from that into really understanding that, look, I need to be more aware uh, of, of, of me and more aware of my story. And I, there's some healing that I, I need to do. When, what, what, what was the turning point for you?
1: It was turmoil because I'm a teenager And I'm in high school. I don't have parents. I do have my aunts, but I'm now living in another busy house. My mother died. She left nine children now. And I live with my aunt, who has about seven children. We all lived in the same house. (laughs) So I'm back into chaos again. But anyway, I live in this house, and I ended up getting pregnant. I'm now 15 years old. And they were like, girl, are you out of your mind? Do you see how many people live here? Where are you going to go with another mouth? and, And, you know... What's going to happen? Right. And so, you know, I couldn't stay there. My aunt told me, if you uh, want to stay here, you can't have this baby. There's no place Mm. for another. There's no room for another Mm. child. Mm. And so if she told me, if you don't have an abortion, um, you can't stay. Wow. So I talked to my boyfriend and his family and left and went to live with them. Wow. Good for you. At first, I didn't know where I was going, but... I remember after that meeting that my family had on the front porch, I picked up my bags, walked down the street to the payphone, called my boyfriend, and he said, you know, come. Yeah. His family said, come. So I, you know, we stayed with them until I, we had, my boyfriend and I got our own basement apartment, <laughs> and then we moved in together, and I had the baby. Moving in together is, was not easy. It was two young people we were both teenagers i had just turned 16 and he's 18 and we were trying to to manage a home right right, all the responsibilities children raising children really we have as children as teenagers
2: yeah yeah and
1: so it was tough for us it was really overwhelming is the word i would use to describe that right that, that time when we when i just had the baby it's just overwhelming we argued a lot. We couldn't, this you know, couldn't decide, uh, or or not just decide. We couldn't agree on a lot of things right. because we were both young, and right. I had my baggage, and he had his baggages, right. and I had my self doubts, and that overwhelming feeling of not belonging and not being wanted, and right. so any little thing that, or facts that collaborated that story. It was like, oh, I see. Okay, so Mm. this is not going to work because. Mm. So it was very tough. It was a tough time. And it also led me to a very sad period of my life. I was super sad and didn't know what was going on. Wasn't quite sure. And then I had, and I lived that sad life for a long time because I wasn't told that I, I had depression until I was 27. And I started feeling That's that overwhelming sadness early on. Wow. After I had my baby, I started feeling like, oh, this is not working out. This relationship is not working out. This nothing is working out.
0: Yeah. How bad? How bad did did your depression get? Did you uh, ever feel like, you know, that um, I mean, just kind of talk about how, how deep did that get for you?
1: So the depression got so bad, I wanted to. To not wake up. Mm. Those are my thoughts. I don't want to wake up anymore. Mm. I just want to drive over a bridge. I don't want this life to continue because I feel hopeless. I feel like nothing is going to change. I'm always going to be arguing with my boyfriend or at the time. And and just feeling like, um, you know, I'm never going to be able to provide for these children. I'm never going to have the education that I want. I'm never going to move from this spot to anything else. I couldn't see anything else.
0: Yeah. And you know, a lot of people are out there right now are feeling that way. Uh, they're in, um, they're in their, their situation, they're in the, and they're in the middle of it. Uh, and so many people do, they feel hopeless. Um, but Denise, you have been able to, uh, experience, you know, the good, the bad, and the ugly, and you have been able to find, Restitution within yourself and you have been able to stand on all of your experiences and now you are doing amazing amazing things. I want to talk about those in just a moment. Is there anything else that you want to maybe mention about uh, your 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 experience that has led you or helped you to get to where you are today.
1: So I just want to say that for the people that are going through the hopelessness now. hmm. If you can just hold on, if you can just just hold on till tomorrow. Yeah. Because each day, there are good people out there. Yes. There are really good people out there, despite the people that don't want to see... You live or don't mm. want to see you mm. better or don't care about you, they don't, you know, they don't acknowledge whatever struggles you're going through.
2: Right. It doesn't
1: matter. There is a God mm-hmm. and He's always in charge. Yes. And believe that God is in charge and believe that He's working even the things that you don't think is working for That's you. That's right. Believe <laughs> that He will work these things in your favor.
2: Yeah. And yeah.
1: when you just hold on because you don't know i remember i didn't have any hope i didn't have any plans i didn't have anything right but i remember meeting with my pastor and he said hold on and create a plan
0: create a plan And
1: forgive the people that has hurt you yeah because if you can't forgive the people that are wicked and and, and evil and hurtful and, and that, that are that have hurt you right If you can't forgive them, you're killing yourself.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: There's no hope for you.
0: That's true. Hold on. Yeah.
1: You know, God is still in charge. Yeah. And there is hope in a plan. No matter how how brief the plan is even if the plan is to hold on till tomorrow hold on till tomorrow
0: yeah you take it one day at a time and that's a great tip and tool that uh that uh we want to give to our listeners is that yeah if you're dealing with something right now man don't worry about next week or next month you live in the moment and you make it through the moment and you do it day by day life is a day by day journey and things will get better. It will get better. One of the things that you've talked about that, that I, that I, that I was so impressed with was uh, managing your emotions. And you had to get to that place where uh, you learned how to manage your emotion. How does a person manage their emotions?
1: I'm going to quickly give you the, for the acronym that I use stand to, to, to help me get from a place of hopelessness to the place where I am today, yeah. still in joy and peace and yeah. accepting the love and abundance that God has given me and yeah. granted me. So I began to share my story and then I realized, you know, yeah, there are so many people that have gone to worse than me. Mm. And then I the T is for you to realize there are two sides to everything. Uh, no matter what bad is going on, look uh, the good around you. There's always help, good <laughs> like, rallied to help you and to make a difference and to help you move from one place. Like for me, from one place to the other, yeah. I still had so many great uh, family members that helped me. So they were, you know, good people even though I was going through those terrible things. And then analyze your emotions. When you share your story, you will start to feel something, Mm. either sadness or anxiety or a hatred or anger, whatever you feel. Don't put it in the back burner. Don't put it under the You have to deal with it, it, right? Yes. Talk to a therapist about these feelings because analyzing those emotions and learning how to manage your emotions, Mm. they will help you to get to a healthier part of your life. Yeah. Then there's the N in the stand acronym. The N is for you to nurture the positive side of the story because the things that you say to yourself... Is more important than the things others has said to
0: you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've so, said that so, so many certain. times, Denise. That you know, and we've talked about this uh, is is nurturing uh, uh, your your emotions, but but you know your self talk. And I've I've talked about this on other uh, episodes. But you know your self talk, what you say to yourself, how you say it to yourself, is so important. And you have to have the ability, or you gotta um, uh, really practice on changing your narrative uh of of how you you talk to yourself
1: i can go on for days about how affirmations will help you become the person you want to become
2: yeah Yeah. because
1: it's the saying and repeating those thoughts the positive affirmations to yourself that will help you start to create the habits that will help you get to the life that you want to live so Yes. yes nurture a positive narrative and then Share your story. Distribute your story. Share your story. Mm -hmm. Share your story. There's someone else out there who needs your story to to make the next move. Your story is going to give them hope. Your story is going to inspire them. Your story is going to motivate them. Your story is the lifesaver that they are waiting for. For sure. Just to, 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 to be to be free from whatever it is that they're going through. So share your story and save a life.
0: Yeah. What's the, what's the last, uh, the letter. So the letter D what's talk about that, that, uh, uh, that definition just, just for a second.
1: D is for you to distribute your story. Uh, I, 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 so my great grandmother told me a story almost every night. Part of my experience with her is learning how to, to tell a story. yeah, And what I've learned is that when you distribute your story to others, it gives them hope and inspiration. So yeah. I've created the Bold Publishing so that you can write a book and share it with the world. But let's say you don't have a book. Share your story or distribute your story yeah. orally on podcasts yeah. like this one.
0: Like yeah. <laughs> lifestyle <Talk Radio. laughs> That's so awesome. I'm going to talk about your book here in just a moment. Uh, and uh, But first, I'm going to talk about your, uh, your show, uh, Bold Book of the Day. Again, where you are providing a platform for authors uh, to get their stories out, get their books published. Uh, one of the things uh, that you said, it was a very pungent question uh, or poignant question, should I say. <laughs> Let me make sure i'm pronouncing that word correctly you said this you said how will you get help if you're afraid to bring to the surface some of the pain that you've gone through that was such a gut punch question um but it is also really the uh the key of of healing and recovery
1: oh yes so get it out there Heal heal yourself yeah by yeah. just getting it out there that's it because you're healing and you're using or serving others with the experiences that you've got by giving them some tools and some tips of how did you get here how did you get from desperation and hopelessness to here yes i'm a doctor of nursing practice today yes i have bull publishing yes i'm in Forbes magazine and all these different wonderful platforms to share my message but if I didn't decide to share my story, yeah. to distribute my book around yeah. the world or to give people the tips and the tools that I've learned, then I it, it would be all it would be in vain. Yeah. So, you know, I'm all of those things because I'm standing on my story so today. I didn't beautiful. sit down and hide or I didn't, you know, run and hide and say, oh, look at me. I'm a victim. Yeah. No, I say I'm victorious.
0: Victorious. Despite <laughs> those
1: things that I've gone through here I am today standing on my story with confidence and realizing that I'm giving life and giving hope and inspiration to others.
0: That's so awesome. So awesome. So talk about bold book of the day. Uh, It's your podcast. Um, Is there anything that stands out about that? Uh, Any stories that you recently uh, covered? Um, How can a person, uh, you know, if they are interested in, in, in that podcast, uh, talk about it just for a second.
1: If you have written a book, and you would like to share your message with the world? I have the Bold Book of the Day podcast. Yeah. You can send me an email at nicholson. At gmail.com, or you can connect with me on Instagram at author Denise Nicholson.
0: <laughs> That's so good. That's so good. Um, so, this so is so many great my...
1: stories, though. I have you, you, I've, I've, I've so many great stories. Yeah. And poems, and people who put together a book of poems that have been on my podcast. Yeah. So, yeah, you can uh, check it out.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. That's so awesome. You got to check out this podcast. It's beautiful. Uh, there's some great content there. And uh, subscribe to her channel. You got to subscribe, leave her, leave her a comment, share the content. <laughs> I want to talk about your book here in just a moment. It is amazing, amazing book. Uh, the title is Selah, When Mommy Left for Foreign. Um, you really talk about some of the things that we've discussed today in our conversation um, about your personal story, but you also have these really uh, powerful uh, stories of other women that you've connected with in your book Do you want to talk about that um or do oh, you want yes. people to buy the book first
1: <laughs> oh no no i'll get you i'll give you some some t- some hints okay so the stories here nine different stories and each story is talking about a topic or topics that i stand on. So I that are important for me to share because of the stories I heard from women. So there's a story about a woman who lost her baby mm. um who had a spontaneous abortion. And we don't talk about mm. the 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 grieving period for women who's gone gone through that traumatic experience. Yeah. We don't talk about it enough. So I want us to, to embrace those women and talk about it and give them the time to to grieve. Yeah. Because I'm sure for a mother that just had a baby she's got to go back to work in 6 6 sometimes 6 weeks right i'm sure this mother that just lost her baby she had to go back to work right mm, away
2: yeah
1: we we yeah. you know we don't acknowledge enough the pain that a mother who has a spontaneous abortion um, go through so we really want people to to talk about it more and yeah. so that's why it's one of the stories in here yeah and then, yeah. so that's one of the. It's so many, so many stories. But another story that is important topic for me to address because I've I've spoken to so many women who were, um, you know, sexually traumatized by incest, mm. 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 and that's not addressed. Right. How you know how devastating that can be, and I want us to just continue to talk more about it give women a safe space to mm. talk about their experiences no matter yeah. what it
0: is yeah You know, that's, that's so, uh, that's so powerful. Uh, those are things that people don't talk about. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm pro-choice or excuse me, I'm pro-life. Uh, uh, Mm -hmm. and, uh, that's, that's my personal, uh, belief, but there are people out there who have, um, you know, experienced abortion. They've experienced, um, uh, um, uh, you know, molestation and incest. And most of the time those things are covered up and those are the wounds, uh, that lead, Lead us down a uh, a path of destruction. It leads us down a path. Uh, Paths of despair, where um, you know no one really is going to understand. No one is going to. And and listen, everybody is worth loving, right? Even through the mistakes that that we've made, um, we're 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 worth loving. And there's always forgiveness, and there's always a uh, a path of healing for no matter what you have gone through. And that book, uh, your book, your book, uh, Selah, when mommy left for foreign, is really addressing a lot of these issues.
1: Yes. uh, You know, women, we go through it. I'm sure men go through it too, but I'm a little biased (laughs) to what women go through and stand up to help them. And I have a program knitted together. This is for the eight eight, eight years, we have had uh, an, an annual meeting where we talk about different ways to support mental health. Yeah. and. Yeah, so we do that every single year for the past eight years, and we will continue to do it because addressing mental health and giving you support in a safe space is really what makes the difference in our lives. Just having that support and getting to know that you can talk to somebody about what somebody that you trust Right, to, to, that's to important. help you through the tough times and to help you dissect what has happened to you and how you can move on successfully.
0: Right, right. So you do that event once a year. Has it happened this year already or when is it the, the yes, next it's event? every
1: June. We do it June okay. every year for the past eight years. So okay. yes, it passed this year.
0: Okay, that's, that's a beautiful thing. Thank you for doing that. Um, so let's talk a little bit about your successes now. Uh, we've talked about your journey. Um, you are in such an amazing uh, place. Uh, Denise, uh, Doctor Denise Nicholson. One of the things that um, she is really proud about, among other things, is that she is a renowned TED Talk speaker. She travels the world, uh, speaking uh, to women and men uh, about her story. And why, why don't you talk about that just just for a moment? Because that's 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 <laughs> it's awesome. <laughs>
1: I, I'm telling you, writing a book can really put you on so many different great stages. Meeting quality people like you, oh. that's that's a, a a positive consequence from writing this book. Yeah. So I wrote this book and it's literally brought so many great people into my life and yeah. literally brought me around the world. So I just came back from the University of South Africa in South Africa. I went to Cape Town and... Um, and um, where else did we go? Johannesburg. We went to Johannesburg and Cape Town. Yeah. And it was just a wonderful experience. I got that opportunity because I wrote this book. Because you're. And so I was able to talk about my, you know, my my beliefs in standing on your story and how your story can really help you to get to a different level of success in life if you use it as a a catalyst to right. propel you towards the things that you desire. Or the things that can help you to have a healthy and strong mind.
0: Yeah. That's so good. You know, and in this information age, so there's a, there's a rebirth of the information age and it's really about, um, people's personal stories. And a lot of times now there's a way to, uh, not only help people, um, through their journey, but you can also monetize your story because people are looking for, 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 for ways to overcome. And, you know, it's not all about making the money, but if you learn how to do this, uh, a career correctly, you can, you can, you can monetize your story and uh, at the same time, help people a- also, correct?
1: Of course. <laughs> and you're not thinking about, so, so a lot of people say you monetize trauma and yeah. it's not monetizing right. trauma. Right. It is monetizing the message of right. hope and inspiration right. and right. the lessons and the, that you've learned from going through those experiences. Because you're not just going around and telling people your story. You're sharing with them how can you leverage what has happened to you to make you reach other goals, aspire to different things, and how you can help other people get through tough times. Because that's underlining what it is. You've been through some things. How can I help you get to the other side, the side of hope, the side of positivity, the side of inspiration, the side you know the side that says stand up for yourself even if it means Standing on your story, especially when it means standing on your story.
0: Right, right, right. Yeah that that's so that's so good, Denise. Because of uh, uh, because of the release of her book um, and her sharing her experiences uh, through her writings, um, Denise is the number one bestseller uh, on Amazon from for the uh, country of Jamaica, and uh, that is a huge accomplishment. Congratulations to you, a huge accomplishment. Congratulations to you on, on that uh, on on reaching that goal.
1: Oh, thank you so much. Yeah. I'm a multiple um, a multiple uh, number one bestseller, yeah. and Sila is a number one best, bestseller. And if you have written a book and you want to, you know, put your message out there, just send me a message, at yeah. gmail.com. Because if I've done it for me, I can show, certainly show you yeah. how to do it for you. And one of the most important things is to when you when you're standing on your story is to believe in yourself no matter what you've gone through believe in yourself believe. because without that belief you can't change anything in the
0: world that's so, so true learn
1: to stand on your story by believing in yourself
0: yeah that's so powerful i love that one more thing i want to talk about before we uh uh wrap it up here is that uh you've partnered with forbes council magazine uh and you're tackling um uh, topics like uh, mental health and wealth for men and women in business uh do you want to talk about that how can people find uh that work and uh, maybe benefit from that as well
1: so i talk you know we i stand strongly about helping people with mental health and that is why we have the forum knitted together that has that conference once a year we do it in june and if you want to learn more about how you can get support you can go to knitted knittedtogether.com k-n-i-t-t-e-d yeah together.com and you'll get, you know, more information. Or you can just send me an email, authordnicholson at com, and I'll give you more information. Because maintaining a strong mental health is as important as maintaining your strong men- health, healthy body. Yeah, yeah so physical you body, go yeah. to a, a doctor about your heart, if you have abdominal pain, if you have a headache gone on too long, you go to a, a doctor yeah. or you seek a practitioner's help. But I believe it is very important to maintain your mental health in the same way and visit your therapist or someone that can help you, you know, help you through your daily life. You don't have to have a tra- tra- traumatic relationship or a trauma in your life or you don't have to have any of those issues. Yeah. Just go to a therapist right. because it's. Just like going to a physician once a year or a practitioner right. once a year right. to seek out how you can maintain a strong, healthy body. Yeah. How can you maintain a strong mental health.
0: Yeah. And, and there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, there's a lot of moving parts in life, right? (laughs) Especially when you start talking about, um, uh, wealth and being an entrepreneur, um, being in business, man, there's so many moving parts, uh, to that. And even if you're not facing any issues, man, just having that resource of being able to talk through, um, you know, the small little life's issues that we, that we face, or even the big issues that we face in life. It's important that we talk about that. Denise, you're such a giving person i know that you came here today with the free gift uh for the listeners ah. <laughs> that's yes. just who you are
1: <laughs> oh definitely so because you have listened to this podcast all the way to the end i have a free <laughs> gift just for you you can join me and get a free i have a free master class every month the next one is coming right up but you can if you're if you are able to join me on instagram there's a link that I can give you or send me an email at authordnicholson at and I'll send you the link so that you can get into this class. And in this free masterclass, I give you a lot of tips to help you write your book. Yeah. You can come to that class, leave and write your own book on your own. So
0: that's so Heather. awesome.
1: That's what I, that's my gift for you.
0: That's so awesome. And I'll also put that link right here in uh, the link for uh, our channel as well so they can reach you that way. Denise, you are so amazing. I'm telling you, you're so inspiring. I'm just, I'm so pleased with my time with you today. Uh, I know that you've already, uh, uh, you know, given them um, uh, how to reach you, but one more time, just tell them where they can reach you. And uh, if you want to uh, connect with Denise, uh, about her book. Uh, if you want her to sign your book, if you want her to speak at any of your engagements, uh, Denise is the, uh, she's the perfect person for that. Denise, again, how can they reach you? So give them the, the, your, your social media, uh, social media platforms, please.
1: I'm on Instagram as author Denise Nicholson, see and i'm on linkedin as denise nicholson i'm on facebook as denise nicholson and the best place to reach me is via an email author
0: dnicholson at gmail.com you're so awesome thank you so much today we're talking about leveraging your personal story again listeners we want to know what you thought about today's episode please like share and subscribe to the uh, to the channel and let us know what uh, what stood out most for you today Um, leveraging your story you can do it you have a story you have value have a great day